All right. Welcome back to the old Three Stooges of Basketball podcast. Um, I am, as always, Brady, and I'm here with, uh, you know, the the one and only Mason Asher and, you know, even the more unique um, Eric Bugard. Um, and, you know, obviously, listen, I tried I tried to give you as glamorous of an intro as I can possibly as I can possibly do. But if you didn't like it, I'll do I'll change it next time. But um, so, yeah, um, well, looking back, obviously, big weekend this past weekend for, you know, the end of the AAU season, um, for the most part. I mean, there's still going to be some AAU events that go on after this some smaller ones. But you know, the live periods are done. Um Last live period of the AAU season, obviously, is, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on with all these teams when, you know, years and years of playing together and it's and it's over, Um, even though they always know the date. Um, it's, I'm sure it's always tough, but there's always going to be some kids who stand out as well Um, in these tournaments because these kids are going hard for, you know, scholarships. And, you know, this this is, I mean, especially AAU basketball, it's a, it's a game where a lot of people are playing for keeps. Um, and a lot of people are competing for, you know, those same kind of scholarships that, you know, a lot of other kids are getting. So, um, let's talk about some of those kids that played really, really well this past weekend. Um, and let's start with Meltdown. Um, is there anyone here that wants to go first here and kind of Eric's got a smile on his face? And I think I know where this is going. Um, so let's just let him let's let him do his thing. Listen, let's just start with the star of the weekend. Um, Olivia Tucker, Tuck Tuck, Tuck Tuck Downs. Let's be honest. One of my I'm, we already talked about it, one of my all-time new favorite players. Actually, I've been a fan of her since all year. She first caught my eye. I would I've, say. I, I've been a fan of her since all year. I love <laughs> it. Since forever. Um, <laughs> I think the first time she caught my eye was when she went against that, you know, at, these two can vouch one of my favorite 15U teams in North Hart and 15U EYBL. And she gave them the business. They took that team right down to the wire and four of the most talented players in the state of Minnesota and Tucker went toe to toe with them outstanding rebounder she guards positions one through five she can play positions one through five she had the game not game winning but game like go ahead three late in the game against all iowa tech to give them the championship in the 15u bracket she's outstanding she's about to tuck tuck some of these scholarship offers away because she's outstanding offer her now i'm talking to you gophers offer her now man that was a quick thing uh, i mean granted we already knew it but <laughs> yeah, it's been brewing for like three weeks behind the scenes on this podcast, but he finally debuted it. Huh? Talk, talk. I mean, I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't do it after the St. Thomas League camp was. Uh, did you? Did you see her pop off there? Or were you? I did. She had, she had. She had one of. She had was one of my standout. The problem with the St. Thomas camp is I had to leave at noon, so there were so many. Like, did they do well? Like, did I see them enough to do well in the morning? I just, but yeah, she's outstanding. And let's be honest, she is the top 10 player in the state of Minnesota, without a doubt, in the 2026 class. I mean, she's not number one because number one is locked, sealed, never going to be touched in the 2026 <laughs> class in the state of Minnesota unless that kid moves out of state. Number one is solid with the microwave, the magician, the magnificent, the Madden Greenway, and never coming down off that, per- off that perch. That's got to be a record for how quick you drop that. No, you just started yeah. out. Oh, another one to go out of state. <laughs> I love Brooklyn Haywood from Tree of Hope. Oh, you stole my thunder. <laughs> She's amazing. Like, I remember her at EYBL seeing her, but I really thought she was just kind of a spot-up shooter when she was at EYBL. Homegirl took over some games this year. She was outstanding with the drive, the physical. I like the little fire she brings. She's a vocal player. Go ahead, Brooklyn Haywood. 
Yeah, so that was going to be my standout for sure, Meltdown, uh, because I was I'm always just really excited to see Tree of Hope play, uh, because I really like the game of Oregon Commit, Katie Fizo, uh, who we talked about, I think last week actually on the podcast, maybe previewing Mm -hmm. Meltdown, um, and Devin Coppinger, uh, they both played well there uh, at Meltdown, but like Eric said, you know Brooklyn kind of stole the show. Like I I've seen her, you know. She puts highlights on Twitter and, you know, has tagged me in the past, has DM'd me uh, highlights and stuff like that. Um, and she's always been really intriguing. And like Eric said, I think she has been, like, more of a role player um, from what I have seen, at least. Um, you know, I thought that down at Boo Williams as well. So, you know, Eric saw that in July. I saw that in April. But, um, like he said, I thought she probably played the best of any of those 17 new kids at the event. Um, I'm pretty positive that she um, led all of the 17 division, uh, at least that platinum division, um, in scoring. Um, so okay. she was kind of getting things done, um, you know, pr- fairly easily and, and made it look very easily. Um, and, and definitely was one of the, you know, the key cogs of leading Three of Hope to that. Um, you know, Platinum Division Championship up there at Meltdown, which, you know, is with the teams, you know, some of the teams that were in there, that's kind of, that's a tough feat. Uh, you know, you've got North Tartan. Um, you've got All Iowa Tech. You've got Samford, who who I think is one of the best independent programs in the country. Um, so you've got a lot of teams to go through. And, and obviously, um, Brooklyn showed that, you know, the, the platform for her, when when Devin and Katie were struggling to score the ball, wasn't you know wasn't too big, and she rose to the occasion uh, the occasion easily, in my opinion. Um, I do kind of wish that the tournament that she just did this in was uh, more on the West Coast because you know there weren't a ton of Pacific Northwest schools here watching her. You know Washington State, I saw Washington, Oregon, uh, they were all here. Uh, but it would have been great for, you know, all those West Coast schools to be able to see her do that as well. Um, but I'm sure they've they've heard of it by now. So. Yeah, I'll keep uh, um, a couple of things. I didn't interrupt you, buddy. <laughs> all right. Nope. Go um, ahead. So I'll get back to him. I I just wanted to, you know, I mean, for me um, at uh, Melton, I was kind of watching a lot of the uh, Wisconsin teams. Um, so I the one team I want to shout out the most because I think it was probably the best win they've had all year and probably might be one of the best wins they ever have. If that group stays together, is that team Wisconsin magic team? Um, yeah, I know it's going to hurt Eric a little bit. Um, but I thought that, uh, their win over, um, uh, North Harton's 15 UIBL team. I think that's the best basketball I think they've ever played. And I think they needed to do that if they wanted not just a, uh, you know, just to win, but just to have a chance to win. Um, and, you know, there's a couple of kids that I want to shout out in particular from that game. One being Violet Otto, who um, just scorched the Nets from the three-point line in that game. I think she ended with seven of them. Um, she did a, I mean, they were just running these little flare screens for her to get her just these left wing threes. And she just kept making them and making them and making them. And they're just, uh, and, and Tartan just had, uh, didn't really do a great job of communicating some of the switching stuff there. Um, if that's what they're planning on doing, which I assume is what they were trying to do. Um, and you know, it just came back to bite him in the end. I mean, there was also LMA Cooper in that game. Um, she's really tough to handle. She's really quick. 
Um, she's got a, a lot of herky jerk movements to her game and she just did a really good job of just creating space and just getting to the rim, um, especially when she was one-on-one because there's not going to be many kids are going to be able to have that lateral quickness to stay in front of her. Also, um, I don't think she played her best this game, but I think this was the best weekend of basketball in general I've seen from Addie Shepley. Um, she just looked way more aggressive. She was, uh, you know, especially in the Team Iowa game that they played, she was just going downhill and attacking the basket against a lot of those kids from Team Iowa who are just a little bit smaller than than her, um, I think probably to say the least. Um, but she was absolutely fantastic, and I thought that there wasn't really much of a foot she put wrong in that game. Um, and, yeah, I mean, she also did her thing again where she got a ball stuck in the rim and she popped it out herself. Um and I know, uh, you know, that that seems to draw a pretty big reaction from everyone that watched her. Not so much this time, because I think everyone, at least on the team Wisconsin side, just knew she could do that at this point. Um, but then uh, one more kid I just want to shout out from Wisconsin, because she did um, end up leading the um, scoring charts in, in Meltdown's 15 division is Maya Kovacic. Uh, she ended up scoring just a point shy of 100 in the five games that she played. Um, and there's a couple games where, I mean, she just went nuts And the second day that they played, she had 29 and 27 and in the game, she had 29 against, um, South Dakota network, um, funny enough, Olivia Padgett actually outscored her by seven scoring 36 in that game. Um, so those two, um, those two groups have gone to battle three times already this year at summer jam in Chicago for USJN and, and, uh, for meltdown again. Um, I'm not sure if they played again in, uh, Iowa, they may have. I, I'm not 100% sure, but regardless, like those two teams seem to really just, you know, get the best out of each other, which is obviously, you know, good for everyone on the court. And Maya had a really good meltdown. So I just wanted to give her a, a quick shout out for some of the things that she's been doing. Also, we'll be Padgett too for just getting buckets. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. <laughs> I have two more things I want to talk about. First of all, since Brady came after my favorite team, <laughs> I didn't come I after think... them. <laughs> I will go. I'll give a shout out to, I think me and Brady talked about just watching them. Like, I think Maya Moore for that highly talented 15U EYBL North Harton team. I think she's the most consistent one on that team. Now, what I mean by that is she's not going to have the curves of up and down, which it's the roller coaster where sometimes you're really high and you're really doing well and everything's going well. And then you have kind of those lulls of really cold shooting, maybe some questionable decisions. But Maya Moore seems to stay pretty consistent, like even keel. She's excellent when she, you know, for someone who, although I said she looked taller this weekend, she's mm-hmm. someone who will attack bigger defenders and not hesitate to go out. And she's really good at finishing around the rim over defenders or under defenders type situation. So shout out Maya Moore, which once again, excellent name to have in Minnesota basketball. Um, and then I'll say the game of the of the tournament, I'm pretty sure with Sunday, because I know where we all were standing, was that Sanford or yeah, Sanford 17U against You mean all- Saturday? Was it Saturday? Yep. Oh, Saturday. Okay. So the last day of the meltdown. Uh mm-hmm. Sanford versus all Iowa Tech, which had runs upon runs. Um, you had all Iowa Tech start out 19-0. And so a lot of us were like, well, that's done. And then you have Emily Flamethrower Fox decide to start hitting some <laughs> rock back threes. You had Katie Vasika looking outstanding. She went off. Although I think I figured out my new biggest annoyance in basketball besides Kim Mulkey. And that's <laughs> when a team doesn't get the ball to their best player. Now, listen, I'm not saying you have to have the best player take all the same shots. Looking at you, certain person, certain player. Um <laughs> But I'm what I'm saying is your best player needs to touch the ball each time down. Good things happen when you get the ball to your star player. Katie Vasika should have touched that ball every time down the court. 
when she didn't, it was turnovers or maybe four shots sometimes. Let them play off, work off your best player because the defense is going to hone in on her and all the eyes are going to be on her. And she's smart enough to make the decisions. I thought Sanford didn't go to her enough. And granted, yes, she took the last shot to try and win it went down two, but I think she should have jumped. I think she should have jacked up the three when she first got it instead of doing a handoff action. Um, shout out to Eileen Tanky who hit the game winning reverse layup and coming from the sharpshooter that she is. That's pretty impressive. I mean, I would have rather seen her hit a three. Those are more, I guess, exciting or more, but she did the smart move, drove the baseline reverse layup, took the, you know, the layup and made it. So shout out to Tanky for hitting that. But that's my new basketball ick besides Kim Mulkey when teams don't get the ball in the hands of their best player, it's just silliness. Well, um, um, can I just add on to that real quick? Yes. 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 It'll be quick. Um, So the only thing I'll add is that even if Ailey Tanky did take a three, that thing is cash in every single time. Yes. Except against three, (laughs) except against three of hope. Uh, She probably went like four for seven. Just missed like one at the end. Probably. Oh, she missed five because she missed the ball at the top of the key. Oh, she probably went six for 11 then. Yeah, I was going to say 55%. We'll take it. Um, so funny that you said that actually about Maya Moore, Eric, um, and then gave us a great description of what consistent means. Um, <laughs> I actually, how tall is Maya Moore listed at? Do you know off the top of your head? Listed at 5'8. Okay. So she walked by me on the court down in Des Moines, and she was just as tall as I was. Now, granted, that court was raised up about two inches, so I think she actually might have grown. Like, she might be five nine, I, or maybe five ten. Because I looked at Brady, I'm like, she just physically on the court, she looked taller to me. I could be having the throw. She break. does. She does. I agree. Oh, sorry, they have her listed as I think five she does nine in the book, but I think she's taller. Okay, so five nine, five ten. She. Because last year she was pretty small, right? Like she had a growth spurt. I think she right? Or am I, I think thinking she had of... one reef? I think she had one since Chicago. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Um, but anyway, off to my my more talk here. Um, so I watch a lot of seventeen U games. Um, I also thought obviously that uh, the Metro Stars Zabla team played really well up at. Uh, Meltdown. Obviously, we'll probably get into their uh, games in Des Moines here in a second. Uh, but I thought three of their kids probably played the best basketball that I've seen from them. Not only probably this year. Um, now, granted, I don't see them play a ton. Uh, but I thought that uh, Anisha Scott, Willa Thiel, and uh, Lydia Schmitter all played very well. Um you know, they, they had spurts where they were, you know, all three dominant. But they also, like Eric mentioned a minute ago, the word consistency, like they were also just super consistent, uh, you know, the all all week when I was able to watch them. I was able to catch them for two or three games across the five or six days. Um, and then obviously, you know, they've, they've had some big wins this year. Um, but this weekend was probably the best that I've seen them play, um, which, which is good, you know, to kind of end your, uh, you know, your season on, you know, a, a high note. So uh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to those three. 
Um, you know, I've, I've seen them for the last couple of years. And, you know, I just thought, you know, as, as names who might not be as, you know, noticeable or recognizable, uh, you know, I thought they played really well this weekend. Um, I agree. Especially and Willow then Will O'Feal taking over the center role for the injured Mallory Sonano. That's a, I mean, that's not an easy, easy shoot to fill. Mallory Sonano is a very strong physical, like, consistent high percentage post player and willow did amazing that's the thing that stuck out to me with her her using her physicality and still getting post-ups and points in the paint for her team yeah so last year i i can't remember what a u team she was on crossfire uh was she on that with maya moore or uh uh not maya moore uh doesn't matter uh, but last year she played, um, you know, most of the interior uh, was her AU team last year too. So like, it was really nice to see her, you know, kind of be the one to get in there and use her physicality again. Because um, I think that's where you know she kind of excels best, where she's able to go in there and you know she's she's built so well, she's really strong, she's got a really strong lower body, um, and you know she can just kind of over overpower kids, just you know really like Sonano can do with her her strength down low. Um, and so that was, it was nice to see her be able to get, uh, you know, a lot of minutes there at the five and, and be able to really, um, you know, showcase kind of what she's, in my opinion, best at. Um, but before I, before I forget also, I do want to mention uh, a 16 new kid who stuck out to me extremely quickly um, on the Wisconsin or the purple aces team. Um and that is Tori Neubauer. Um, I saw her play a game on, I believe it was Friday. Um, they ended up losing that game. But I think I saw that she had scored, I think it was 24 points. But it didn't even feel like it was 24 points. She was, like, locked down on the defensive end. She was hitting jumpers. She was scoring at the rim. You know, she was flying up and down the court. You know, obviously she's a pretty athletic kid. Um, but like, that was a game where I thought to myself like, oh, this kid like just elevated her stock up by like an entire level. Um, you know, I thought and just had the preconceived notation that, you know, she's a you know, a Division two kid, which, you know, she still probably is and still might be. But, like, if there were low majors in the gym watching her at that time, and I'm not sure if there were because I wasn't really looking around at college coaches uh, for that game because I was talking with someone. But, like, if there was low major Division ones from the region, like, they're probably going to reach out to her. And I don't know if she'll get offered. Um, I don't know what she has going recruiting on, so I could just be, like, spewing out just, like, this random shit. But <laughs> – I was like, this kid just like elevated her stock so high with how she just played. Um, and, and that's a kid who I came away really impressed by. And I don't think that I had seen her play before. Uh, I had probably seen her play somewhere, but not from my recollection. Uh, and she was, that game was probably one of the most, um, you know, excitable games for me just with how she played, um, you know, kind of just taking over the game. Uh, even though they lost, so. 
Yeah, just want to add on to to her a touch. Um, so she does have though. I mean, I I know uh Mason knows, but she only has that one Maryville offer at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's a kid who plays at Appleton East. Uh, played with Sammy Byer, was on the roster with Emily LaChapelle in that group the year before. Oh. Um, but <laughs> God, um. But yeah, she had a really, really good year this year. She led that team in rebounding. She was basically playing the five for them. And, you know, they play in one of the probably not probably the toughest conference in, in Wisconsin, the FBA with like Nina, with Isabel, Rainey Wilson um, at Hortonville. Um, and this team happened to be the third best offense basically in the entire conference with other kids that are going division one at multiple other schools or could have gone division one at multiple other schools. Um, and I think a lot of it was down to her being, you know, being six foot, being able to play as a post, but she also shot about 40% from three last season during the high school season. Um, so you're not going to find many kids with uh, her athletic profile who can do kind of some of the stuff that she does. So yeah, she played really, really well. And honestly, I don't remember her being as fast as she was in, in that game. Um, it just kind of felt like she was like hitting a different gear than a bunch of kids there. And, you know, being six foot and that athletic and just kind of gliding by kids like that's going to catch some eyes for sure. Yeah, I agree. I was I was surprised with how quick she was. So that's, can I uh, like I let me tie it. something that stood out. I'm gonna tie this into something else quick because uh, I think their stories are gonna you know be a little bit similar. Um, so the first time that I saw Tori was obviously this past season, her sophomore year at Appleton East, and I think there's a lot of similarities with um her and uh. Uh, Michaela Werner, who also I saw for the first time the year before at Appleton East. Both of them are like six foot kids who can shoot the ball really well. They can play with their back to the basket. I think Tori's more of a wing than, than Michaela's. Also shot up Michaela Werner for committing to St. Thomas. Awesome. Awesome for you. I mean, I figured she's kind of wanted to go there for a while. It's really cool to kind of see that get sorted out for her. Um, and I'm sure Eric will have something to say about that when I'm done. Um, but yeah, both of them, like the first time I saw them play was at Appleton East. And the first time I saw them both, they both got double doubles. Both of them knocked down a, a perimeter jumper during that time. And I think, I think Tori had like four blocks in the game I saw when they played Appleton West. So ever since then, she's kind of been someone I've been kind of curious to see that Purple Aces team is definitely not their best group that they have because that 17 new team is pretty much unreal. But yeah, obviously like Tori is a kid who's very, very noticeable when, when she starts playing like that. So shout out, shout out to her for doing her thing down in, uh, or over, I should say, in Minnesota, even though they, I think they ended up going 0-3 there, too. At least in the group, group group form, or group stage, I should say, of everything. Bringing in that soccer reference, yep. huh? Well, why? Well, Just group stage, world. not full play? Yeah, it's World Cup time, baby. You know, gotta... you know who else has an excellent soccer player? Tuck, tuck down. Tucker down. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Not Madden Greenway. She's excellent at everything Eric. she does. <laughs> the microwave is excellent at everything. Oh my god! Well, I'm happy. I'm happy. Eric has found a new favorite in that class. It was getting lonely at the yeah. top for them, but do you have anything? Do you have any? He found his new favorite player. This oh weekend. man! I have something to correct from last week's podcast. Just to give a shout oh, out. Uh, I tagged her, and I want to apologize. JC Rath, I tagged her because I thought we talked about the breakdown. <laughs> we did not, but shout out JC Rath because she had an excellent AAU. But even in the breakdown, they had a pretty big upset. Not even upset. Like She's going to kind of be the mainstay now for that Stewartville team. Shout out JC Rath. Excellent summer. Excellent player. She's prepared for a massive high school season coming up. I just want to give her a shout out because I tagged her, and they were like, where was the tag? I'm like, oops. 
You know what's funny? Well, it's like you're going to tag him this time, and they're not going to listen. Yeah. It's going to be the true boy who cried wolf situation, even though we have talked about her now. And they're going to be like, nah, not, not buying it this time. Not buying it. It's, it's going to be the recurring meme now of the podcast, I think, where every time we have a podcast, Eric has to tag JC Rath <laughs> yeah. in it. Poor, poor JC Rath has nope. no idea what's what's happening. <laughs> right. She's excellent. Though. I thought I thought we talked about the breakdown, but we didn't. But that I just wanted to give her a shout out because she has had an excellent summer. I unfortunately, with you know the stuff that's going on, I didn't get to see her at meltdown. But she's had an excellent summer. I'm very, very, very excited to see how her high school season goes with Stewartville because they will be one of the contenders to go after Miss Olivia Olson and the defending champs at Benilde St. Margaret. Oh, you're already planting the seeds. Is that what that was? They played last year for the title. I'm telling you right now, if there wasn't a cold stretch there for about two or three minutes where Stuart Wilk couldn't hit the broadside of a barn from three, they're walking away with champ. Oh, man. Yeah, Um. another thing I just want to shout out uh, real quick is kind of how well that uh, um, what's left, I should say, of the Wisconsin Impact Kelly team played this weekend. Um, I thought they were um, very solid in, in their last tournament. I thought Allie Tim continued to play really well. Um, I think her summer has been outstanding, and I'm pretty sure I've said it like eight times here that I think she's been playing the best basketball of her life basically the entire AU season, even with the changes that have gone on there. Um, Lindsay Shadowalt shot the crap out of the ball against uh, Fury's 2024 group, um, and that was a battle basically until the very end. Um, after I, I think there was like a three hit at the end that made it nine when it was supposed to be six, but they played really good basketball there, so I just want to give a quick shout-out to them and, and the kids who are still around on that group because uh, – um, you know, obviously not the easiest summer for them. Um, but they really seem to kind of manage to put together a really good final run over in Minnesota. But is there anything else that you guys want to talk about with uh, with what went down over in Minnesota? Or um, I I'll get um, Mason mentioned her earlier. I'm okay. Before I say, how do you say Katie's last name from Tree Hope? Fiso. Um. Fizo, like F E E dash Z O. Fizo. Phonetically spelling this puppy out. I'm honestly extremely, like, I was impressed with it. Like Mason was saying, she struggled. Like, times was looking to score. In that game against All Iowa Tech, I want to give a shot. We t- I mentioned it a lot during this, so they've heard me say this already, but her ability to control the game from the point guard position, when you don't have a shot clock, she knew. And it didn't feel like they slowed it down a lot. It didn't feel like they were playing at a slower pace. They still played with pace, but she. Her ability to kind of control things, never let really kind of things get out of control. Things to like she wasn't getting turnovers wild. She was handling pressure against like pressing defense and pressure and whatnot. That was really, really that kind of helped them because they didn't let Iowa kind of because Iowa can kind of be like an avalanche. Once they get rolling, they really can't, you know, keep they really can't be stopped. And so they never really let Iowa, all Iowa attack kind of get into that you know, rhythm. They never really let them kind of go on one of those long runs and then they kind of pushed it back at them. And that was all a lot of at the hands of Katie. So the future Oregon duck is going to be outstanding. Um, Quick, quick uh, addition to that as well. Um, I also hadn't seen her obviously since the last time um, they were at the meltdown and um, all I would attack back to back last year. Um, I saw her for like a brief moment in Chicago, but I didn't really watch their game. Um, I don't remember her having the competitive edge that she had to her, especially in that Tartan game in the semifinals. Like she was like, she was up for that one. And, you know, I, I want to say she probably had shin splints too, from the way that she had, uh, you know, just kind of some stuff on her, on her lower half. But 
um, yeah, that kid was ready to go in those games and she was like absolutely fired up and just wanted to do everything possible to win those games. And she was, she was, uh, you know, teetering on that edge of just kind of going over the line a little bit, which is kind of some of the stuff she's doing. But I think that's a really good thing. I think that shows how much passion that she has for playing, even though like she has everything figured out and she knows where she's going to be going after, um, high school, but that kid just wants to win. And I think that says a lot about, um, her character as well. So shout out Katie Pizzo for, for balling out in Minnesota and, uh, I'm sure Iowa as well. But uh, is there uh, is that is that it? Are we ready to move on to Iowa, Mason? Uh, yeah, I think so. I have I have some like continuation of kids that I was gonna say for Iowa, but yeah, I think we're safe to move on. All right. Well, I'll I'll do a brief roundup of the stuff I saw um on Sunday. Um, so the first kid I want to talk about in particular, and this is kind of the main one I want to talk about, is I thought Mackenzie Hawk, um, who's a kid from Sun Prairie, she uh she was really, really good um before she took a hit to her head um late in that game. But I thought she, I, I know I talked to Mason about her um when he came over to me when I was watching that game and he was kind of asking, like, you know, who who I was watching over there and you know, kind of who was like really, really good over there. And I'm like, well. I think this uh, Mackenzie Hawk has a chance to be really good. And I thought she played out of her mind in, in, a, in a game against us. Uh, I don't know. Is it technically um, Southern Minnesota Fury or is it like South Minnesota Fury or Southern Minnesota, Southern. Southern Minnesota Fury? Um, who also had some really good kids. Um, I can't remember their names off the top of my head. Their post kids were really good. Um, but I thought Mackenzie was probably the most athletic kid on the court. And she's a six foot, you know, built kid. Like she's not like, she's not super lanky she's got a lot of muscle to her um and I thought she rebounded the crap out of the ball I thought she did a really good job just you know being active on defense and on the glass and I thought she was really really good for most of that game until she got hurt um I thought she was probably the most talented kid on the court personally um and you know I thought that she was really like that like I thought she was that good I know Eric had a little bit of a reaction to that but I thought she was that good um then the only other person I want to mention is Megan Geeson um who i won't name the school that i was talking to um you know around the so there's only one i i won't because i don't want to i don't want it to be a hindrance <laughs> to anything um Do so i was talking uh well you know who it was you you were there you mean you came over with me you know exactly who it was um does it rhyme with maryville no it does not <laughs> oh. oh i don't remember who it was um if, if you take that line of thought you'll figure out who it was pretty quick though okay um but so we were watching that game and, you know, I think they had just kind of like an empty slot and um, I go over there and I saw I was the only guy watching that game. And, you know, I asked him, you know, kind of um, what he thought about what was what that game was. And he was like, yeah, you know, I really think that, you know, Megan Geeson's like really, really good. Like she's like 5'10", super athletic, like another kid that's really built and she's a track kid. She's like one of the better track kids in Wisconsin. And um, like she was just playing out of her mind in that game and she was playing for i i don't know if it's technically going to be the called the third impact team when it's all said and done but it, it, it was pretty much the third impact team they had some they have some really interesting kids on there um but they kind of split things um kind of as they saw fit especially with the top team kind of losing some kids at the end there but she's a 25 that was playing up with that 24 group and uh, yeah her athleticism just jumps jumps off the page and i talked to um I forget his, I don't know his last name. Um, Reggie. I forget his I forget his last name though. I, I know Mason will remind me. Um I didn't know him with Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. Um, but so I was talking to him about it. Yeah. He was talking about 
Yeah, Becker. Thank you. And uh, he was saying that he thought she had super high potential. And I've always kind of thought the same thing just because her athletic profile and her physical profile are just really, really good. And, you know, it was interesting kind of just seeing like one um, one coach that was just kind of sitting and watching. And I was going to go over and actually ask him about her. But I mean, he he beat me to the punch um, and kind of just said, yeah, this kid's really, really good. And I know he talked. He was an assistant. He, I know he talked to his uh, head coach about her. But yeah, I think she's a kid who's going to be someone who's going to blow up next year a little bit. I think she's definitely a scholarship level kid. Um if she really wants to play basketball, I think that op that option is going to be there for her. Um, but yeah, shout out to Megan Geeson for just, you know, obviously in, in situations like that, when you're playing on a, on a court where there's literally only one college coach there um, and you just show out again, um, like she has kind of all summer, I think she really, you know, kind of made her name for herself in, in that sense. But yeah, so I'm really, really happy for her. And I mean, just her having her name out there um, with the college staff um, at the division one level is uh, something that's probably going to be really cool for her, even though she probably doesn't know it. Um, but yeah, I think she's a kid who's definitely going to be a scholarship level kid, whether that's hello D1 or D2 kid, it's kind of yet to be seen. Or if she just wants to go the track route, I'm sure she could do that as well. But Megan Geeson was a, definitely a kid that stood out to me in Iowa. Oh, so it was a Division One guy assistant. Was yeah. did his name rhyme with Barrett? Uh, it may or, or may or, not have. Or, or <laughs> it may Barrett? or may not have. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think you, I think you could probably say it then. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So so for my end, uh, in in Des Moines, I I um I watched a lot of teams that I haven't watched. I did not watch North Tartan this down here in Iowa. I did not watch all Iowa Attack down here in Iowa, uh, besides their uh, ninth grade UIBL team, um, just because they were playing a team that I needed to watch. Um, but there were a couple of kids who really caught my attention. Um, and there was one program that specifically stood out to me um, that I had not seen before, I had not heard of before. Um, but I was talking to um, Alvin, who's the assistant coach at Western Colorado, and He's just like, yeah, but like this Colorado team's pretty solid. Um, you know, if you have time, like go watch them. Like, it'd be worth your while. And I'm very glad that I had that conversation uh, because they have a couple kids who are like legitimately mid-major kids. Um, so they had two teams uh, at the 16U level. So the majority of them were 2025s. Um, the silver team. Uh, wasn't their best team, uh, but they still had a couple, like, very, very intriguing kids on that team. Um, so Alice Lynette was, uh, like, a 6'1 wing. Um, you know, she was she was super long, lanky, uh, showed some athleticism, um, you know, rebounded the ball well, uh, had, had a good anticipation for passing lanes with her length, um, was able to block some shots. Um, you know, but she moves pretty well in all directions. So like she could, she could defend guards on the perimeter, uh, just as easy as she could kind of defend fours on the inside. Uh, it's a kid who I thought was, you know, coming along was, was a little raw, but I'm super intrigued to see, um, you know, how she develops. Uh, and I'm going down a big hill on my drive right now. So if I cut <laughs> out, just, you know, fill air. Because uh, I'm going down at like what feels like a 30 degree angle into a bunch of trees. <laughs> Got it. Um, so, and then also, uh, Maley Wilhelm uh, was also someone who stood out to me um, pretty quickly. Uh, she was like a, a smaller, like a five seven guard, uh, but like commanded the ball on the offensive end of the floor. Um, did a really, really nice job 
um, of shooting the ball um, and, and was one of those kids who just kind of makes, um, you know, winning plays kind of all over the floor at both ends. Uh, and so she was another kid on that team that, that stood out. Uh, and then their other team had a couple kids that I really, really liked. Um, Jane Rump. Um, I'm sorry. Probably man. saying that last. Oh God! Yeah, no. Nah, I I hope I hope that's actually her name because Eric's about to go on a whole thing. <laughs> I'm prob I probably said it wrong, but I'm gonna assume that it's that because it's spelled R U M P F. Um. So Jane Rump was very good. Maybe my favorite new player that I saw. Okay, I lied. My second favorite new player that I saw <laughs> at this tournament. Uh, she's a six-two forward who can rebound the ball at an, an incredibly high level, but she's so versatile. She can immediately turn, put it on the floor, and go like basket to basket for a layup. Uh, uses both hands really well. Um, you know, has a a handful of division offers I've heard already. Um, you know, if if she was like an Iowa or Minnesota kid. Like, this kid would be a mid-major kid, like, no-brainer, like, incredible, like, athlete, skill set, et cetera. Uh, and she also is very good on the defensive end. Um, and so I would not be surprised to see her kind of blow up um, at the, uh, you know, conclusion of the live period, which would have been yesterday. So I would not be surprised to see, you know, some offers have been posted by her if, if she does post them. Um you know, I would not be surprised for her to have picked up a couple. Uh, and then also, uh, number one on my all-name team this weekend, uh, because we have something in common, uh, Mason Borcherding uh, also <laughs> was very good. Um, you know, long, lanky, again, like it seems like all these Colorado kids are. Um, but she was a really solid post kid who could finish through anyone and over anyone. Um, you know, she does a really good job of stealing on the inside, uh, really good hands. Um, from what I heard, uh, I don't think she has a division one offer yet, uh, but there is a couple of uh, whack schools kind of kicking the tires and watching her. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised with her performance this weekend, um, you know, for you know some, some of that to come to fruition. Um, but I thought she played – very well too uh and then my third favorite new player of the weekend that i saw <laughs> was uh grace stanley also on that grit team um she's like a 5-4 guard who ha is super shifty with the ball passes it well like a very pure point guard um but she uses her eyes to get her to fend off balance better than anyone i've ever seen uh, so I was sitting right under the basket for one of their games and she would start dribbling in and she would just do this little, little quick look off and a little, uh, you know, like crossover jab step thing. Um, you know, she had a, a bevy of moves, um, but like her eyes would, would look to the corner and she would go the other way. And so it was really like getting the defender off balance. And I was just super impressed because I'd never seen, you know, a guard really do that a ton. Uh, and you know, she was smooth with it, pass it well, like I said, and can shoot it. Uh, so, so that's a kid who, you know, despite being five, four, is going to find her way onto, you know, a scholarship level program somewhere, um, you know, probably over in, in Colorado at the NAI or D2 level, I would imagine. 
Um, and then since I've given you my my second and third favorite new players, uh, I will give you my favorite new player to watch, and it's someone that uh, should be on everyone's radar. Um, I actually was talking with um, an Iowa assistant coach, and I gave a pretty big comparison. Uh, and then she said that she totally could see it and agreed with me. So I was like, oh, I might know what I'm doing evaluating <laughs> girls basketball. Uh, but I told her that I thought that this was very reminiscent of a young Addison Bjorn. Um, and her name is Chloe Nicholson from Illinois, plays for 25-8 mentality. Uh, she lives in the middle of, you know, Illinois, so kind of a small town kid. Um, actually, I lied. I'm pretty sure she's from Quincy, Illinois, which isn't a small town. In the grand <laughs> scheme of things, it's a small town, but not, you know, actual small town. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter where she's from. She is effing good. Uh, and she's a 2028 to boot, six foot tall, handles the ball extremely well, smooth shot. Look her up on Twitter. Chloe Nicholson with a K. Bashana Green she's going to be very good. Well, she already has a Missouri offer. I can 100% see why. Um, she was just unbelievable. Like, there, there are certain kids, like I was talking with another coach, I can't remember, or I'd name drop them. But um, I said, like, you could watch this kid play. And, and then, like, you know, she's playing um, – 14 years, so she's playing a year up, or maybe it was two years up even. I was just like, you could watch that kid take three dribbles on the court and just know she's the best player out there. Like, that's how different from everyone else on the floor she was. Like, she moves different. She has just a different aura about her. And, you know, there's some kids in the country where you can, um, you know, just kind of tell that they are different than everyone else at their grade level. Um, her, uh, you know, Chloe Johnson – uh, just to name two 2028s that I'm familiar with. Like, you can kind of just tell, like, when they play their age level, you know, they're just different than everyone else they're playing against. So, um, Owen Nicholson from 25-8 Mentality, make sure you watch her because she is a top 20 kid in the country, uh, and I'm a huge fan. Do you have a nickname for her uh, yet? Um, no, because I don't do nicknames, Eric. <laughs> However, do you have a nickname? I will give you. Do I have a nickname? No, no, no. Does Eric have one? Like he's I got her name. I haven't seen her. I have to see that. You have to let the play tell you what's gonna what it's gonna be. True. Um, however, I do have another name, uh, and that would be a, a name of um, Ellie Miller, or is it? I'm not sure if it's Miller or Muller. Um, but from all I, I always attack, thought it was Muller. I don't know. In in Indiana, it that spelling we say Miller looks like Muller. Who knows? Maybe I'm just a weirdo. However, you she are. is. Thank you. I know. <laughs> um, I appreciate it. Um, she, I think, probably rose her stock this weekend from from meltdown and down to Des Moines. Uh, more than anyone I saw, um, you know, she was being very aggressive with the ball. Um, you know, once she got it in the post, like she wasn't just kind of lackadaisical with it. 
Like she was putting on the floor, backing her, you know, man down and scoring it. Um, you know, she had a game where she probably had 20 points and I don't know, eight blocks. Um, she looks super, super, you know, bouncy as usual, athletic, the game starting to get more, you know, a little slowed down for her. Um, Cause this is, I want to say just maybe the second year of her focusing more so on, on basketball. Um, it might even have been the first summer that she's really focused in on basketball. Um, but like coming in, I was like with her height and her skill set, like I thought she was a low to mid major type kid, but like, I'm starting to think that like that's creeping up to where I would, you know, I, at this point I would tell high major schools to take a look and, and see what they think. Like I, I would recommend her, uh, to some high major programs as well. Who's looking for, you know, versatile, you know, four or five who can, um, you know, defend, run the floor, uh, and kind of, you know, do a lot of things on the floor. Um, today they played, um, Sanford. Uh, so I watched her go up against Ashland Kupel, who is obviously very, very good. Um, and, and she held her own pretty well. Uh, she defended well. Um, you know, offensively, I thought she was fine. She, you know, Ashland's probably six, one, six, two as well. And, you know, that height and length of her did not deter Ellie on the off. Um, so that's, you know, my one big stock riser, you know, from the last five or six days, however long it's been, um, you know, that I've seen that's really like wowed me. And I mean, since things are over now, um, kind of, uh, not officially, because obviously there's still going to be some smaller AU tournaments that go on kind of throughout the summer here. But for the most part, everyone's done. Um, I just kind of want to go through and, and ask you guys, because I know we were talking about this a little beforehand, and I might put Mason on the spot a little bit, and even myself too. Um, but who would you say has been like the breakout, um, like a breakout kid in like all these, in, in the three oldest classes? Because obviously with freshmen, you don't really know. Because um, they haven't, at least in Iowa and Wisconsin, haven't played high school basketball yet. Um, but who would you say have been the uh, the breakout kids? I'll let Eric go first because he already knows who they are, and I'll give myself and and Mason at least like ten seconds to think about it. Ah <laughs> uh, oh, man, of course Tucker Downs. He was outstanding, amazing, fantastic, killing it in fifteen U. Uh, I would say Sine Sine Hill. She had a really big summer. She really. She really showed like the confidence and the comfortability from the guard position, kind of had that takeover mentality. Granted, she's playing with an absolute superstar in Lily Bell. Have to get Lily Bell a shout out. Lily Bell surprised no one. We all know how good she was. She was outstanding. Go ahead, Miss Mama Bell. <laughs> um, and then I want to give another one out to Minnesota Stars to Tatum Woodson. Um, I always said Tatum was Taylor if you put Taylor in the dryer for 30 minutes. Um, but Tatum, I've never heard you say that. But <laughs> I've never, I've like, never heard that. Like if you put Taylor in the dryer for thirty minutes, you got Tatum. He's just a little shorter. But the same build, and there's been a lot of tournaments when you see her play. Can, she's really honed in her offensive skill set. So shout out to those three. Can can we uh, officially like, every time you write about her, can you have like Tatum, 
in parentheses, like in quotations, if you put uh Taylor in a dryer for 30 minutes <laughs> and like close parentheses Woodson. Can you can we do that? Yeah, that's the new nickname if you put Taylor in the dryer. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Woodson uh, had an outstanding AAU season. So oh, I'm excited to see her this high school season. But yeah, those are the three I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna give Sine, Tuck Tuck, and Tatum Woodson. Um, so um, uh, I okay. I can go. I got my I got my handful, buddy. <laughs> okay, well I've got one, so I'll I'll keep thinking. Okay, well I'll start with the uh twenty four class. I just talked about Allie Tim. Um, considering a lot of these kids have uh committed, I think she's probably been the kid who's kind of um gained the most traction, at least for me as a kid who's probably a um who's already probably a lock for a D one kid because I think that's kind of what she's wanted to do. Um, but I thought she's again been playing the best basketball for her life. Um, I think she's been way smarter with the ball this year. I think her shot selection's been way better. And I just think she's in she just looks like she's enjoying herself more, which I think kind of adds to adds to that. But uh other honorable mention to Natalie Moe, who played on that Lakers top twenty-four team. And every time I saw her this year had a had a really solid showing. And I know Mason can probably attest that too from the like couple of times that he saw them as well. Um, 2025. I don't think there's much of a debate. I think Caitlin McGinnis was probably the the kid who probably rose her stock the most, kind of from a kid who was not necessarily a role player at Kimberly. She was better than that. Um, but she was someone who I think kind of turned a lot of heads with how she played, even mine. Um, especially. Um, I kind of always thought of her as like a low D one kid, but um, obviously Wisconsin offered her early in the uh, AAU season and. I got to see her once at Nike Nationals, and she was by far the best kid on her uh, flight team. I thought what she did was, I mean, nothing short of um, phenomenal. Um, she made shots. She got to the basket. She finished her contact. Um, she, was, she, she just played tough, and I think that it'd be really hard to say anyone but her in that class. Um, then 2026, um, I could give the cop-out answer with Addie Shepley just because people have gotten to see her, but I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, Rachel Trelicki. Um, I think that that's a kid who no one knew coming into, uh, the AAU season for, uh, Wisconsin impact on, uh, um, coach Sid's team. Um, but I think with her six, three size, her hands, her, you know, just ability to catch the ball in traffic, keep the ball high, finish high and, you know, rebound her area. And she'd really ran the floor well for a kid that's six, three at, you know, 14, 15 years old. Um, she just played hard and, you know, she hadn't played varsity basketball really going into the AAU season. And I think she's probably a, a, a D one kid at the end of the day, I think it's fair to say, um, at what level yet? Not quite sure. Um, still ha- has a lot of developing to do considering like, this is the first time that, you know, most People have probably even seen her outside of the impact program. Um, but I'll say that Rachel Schilke is probably maybe even the like most breakout kid in Wisconsin um, this whole year. I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure how many I'm not, I'm not sure if anyone would agree with that. I also don't really care because uh, that's my opinion and I'm going to stick to it. Um, but yeah, I thought Rachel has been phenomenal. And, you know, you don't find kids that have that kind of size with that kind of skill at that age. So shout, shout out to her for um, kind of getting getting going this summer. Yeah, and the piggyback on on uh, Rachel, uh, that's a great call by Brady, uh, because I uh, actually, after seeing her for the first time, I believe at Summer mm-hmm. Jam, I asked uh, Reggie Becker uh, what he thought of her, and he had never heard of her. And for those of you who don't know who that is, <laughs> he knows everyone, um, and he didn't know who it was. Um, so I was shocked by that. Um, but that just goes to show like how unknown she was, you know, like Brady said, she had a really good, um, summer. Um, so for my 17 U, uh, I'm going to kind of take a cop out and 
say that are we we're doing breakout, yep. right? Is that what it is? Okay, well, I'll uh, a certain person. I'm going to say my breakout player for the seventeen U that I've seen all year was the number one rated player in Iowa, <laughs> Kylie Tanky. Um obviously she's very good. She's going to Iowa State. Everyone knows she can shoot the ball. But there are times this year, uh, and, and Brady and Eric saw it with their eyes just as well as mine, that it when she caught the ball and she shot it, no matter if she was wide open or there was a defender, you know, an inch away, when she shot it, we knew it was going in. Like, she and, – and I think it kind of started at the state tournament in Iowa where, where Brady witnessed it with me. But, like, there was just some – flip that switched in her that like it just seemed like every shot she took was going to go in um and so like i would not be shocked if she shot 50 percent or better from the three-point line this this uh spring and summer uh that's how well she shot the ball um you know she's a you know over 40 percent three-point shooter in high school but this year like she just hit another gear um uh from anyone that I've seen, uh, she has gotten a little bit more athletic as well. Um, you know, which helped her be able to put the ball on the floor a little bit more now uh, and get to the rim, uh, which, you know, Eric kind of mentioned earlier when she hit that game winner, she didn't shoot the three, she drove to the rim and finished. Um, and, and obviously her big question mark is going to be defensively, um, you know, who's she going to guard at the power five level. Um, but I think too, with her, you know, Gaining some more athleticism, gaining some more foot speed. Uh, you know, I think she'll be pretty serviceable on that side of the floor. But her shooting ability uh, was just off the charts outrageous this year. Um, so she's my breakout kid uh, in the 17U, 2024, what have you, uh, division, a la one of our favorite, uh, you know, evaluators. And um, <laughs> 16U, I'm going to go with Addie Hanna, or – well, really, Addie and Bella Hanna. Uh, I thought Addie kind of took it uh, to another level this year, um, shooting the ball. Uh, obviously, she has always been able to shoot the ball. Um, but but kind of like Eileen, there were games that I watched her play um, that I did not think that she was going to miss. Um, you know, I think it was Summer Jam where she just was on a tear shooting the ball uh, for Crossfire. Um, and, and that was one just kind of like Eileen where I was just like, oh, if this kid touches the ball and it goes up, like it's going to go in. Uh, and then her sister too, like from the first time two years ago when I saw her, I did not think she was very good. Now I think she's very good. Super athletic is, has been really aggressive with the ball this year. Um, putting it on the floor, getting to the rim. She's a, um, an athletic kid as well. Um, you know, kind of can play somewhat of a point for uh, a point forward role for her team. Um, but like, has just really taken that next step um, in, in terms of, you know, really what, what she can do, um, you know, on the floor with the ball. Uh, and then for 15, you 15U is where I had a little bit of a tough time uh, because there are, you know, new as you guys know, numerous kids who've played well. Um, 
So I'm going to give a collection here, just a real quick rundown. So I thought, obviously, Flicker Downs had a great summer. You know, she's going to pull in some more offers after, uh, you know, after this live period ended. I think Brooklyn Lewis has also played extremely well. Um, you know, she has shot the ball. Whenever I watch her, she shot the ball really well, got into the rim, been able to score it. Um, you know, at times has been their best offensive player, uh, which is really saying something because that Minnesota Rise right team this year was was very good. Mm. Um, and then Eric, sweat pipe down. <laughs> um, and then my third one is, and and I've talked about her before, but I think Olivia Paget had a uh, quietly a really good summer. Uh, obviously, and don't shun me in the comments, but obviously that South Dakota Network team that she's on isn't very good. Uh, you know, they have some talent, but, you know, in terms of wins and losses, uh, just not getting it, you know, done. However, Olivia's played very well. I thought she's gotten, you know, a little bit more stronger and aggressive with the ball. I thought that she has been shooting it a little bit more from the outside. Uh, and not just kind of getting to the rim all the time where, you know, she's very good, obviously getting to the rim and scoring. Um, but, but I thought that she's been a little bit uh, more of a three level scorer this year um, and, and showing some confidence in a three point shot. Uh, and I think she's gotten, you know, a little bit quicker too, a little bit more athletic, um, you know, is, is much more toned this summer uh, I would say as well. Um, and, and looked a lot better, uh, on the defensive end of the floor. Um, you know, at, at times in the past, I had questions about, you know, okay, well, like, she's a guard, obviously, but who is she going to be able to guard? Um, this summer, like, she defended well. Um, and that question really, you know, obviously it's, unless you're an elite on-ball defender, uh, you know, you always are kind of thinking about, um, you know, who someone's going to guard. But I don't think she's going to be a liability on the defensive end, like maybe I thought of that last year. Um, but like I said, she's just gotten a lot quicker and has been, you know, a lot more versatile within her scoring ability too. Um, and then Avery Lower, another kid from All Iowa Attack, who surprise surprise can shoot the crap out of the ball. Um, she had a game I want to say two days ago, um, where she made I think it was five three pointers in a row. Um, you know, not back to back to back possessions or anything, but you know, throughout the half, you know, she just kept making them when she was getting the open looks. Uh, and that's a kid who has really progressed her game from, um, you know, the start of the year till now. Uh, and it's been really good to see, um, you know, her continually improve, um, you know, and not just be a shooter, even though that's, you know, kind of her best quality right now. Um, you know, she, she's put the ball on the floor. I thought she's been really solid defensively. Um, has showed a, a really nice feel for the game um, and, you know, just knows and understands the game of basketball, um, you know, at a high level. And then my other breakout for 15U, I already said, was Ellie Muller, Miller. Uh, so I won't go in depth on her, but she's been also a really good breakout. So, Eric, what else you got for us? I, you always got some. Got some witty questions. So what 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 do you got to ask us? Oh God, I don't know. Um, I don't want to. Is this too spicy of questions? Like I don't know what is it. Is this about. the first first time you've ever been caught off guard with a question? Because I feel like this is this is not something that usually happens. Well, because we have. Not I, I do. Uh, Eric, 
Um, tell me about. Oh God, your, here we. Go. <laughs> um, nope, Brady, not going the direction you think it will. Okay. Um, okay. Eric, we'll get there so later. Tell me about. Yeah, did you have a good um, Friday night this past Friday? I sure did. <laughs> after all, three Stooges after Shakopee, we went to. Copper Copper Pint, Minnesota, which was absolutely fantabulous food, and it was two for one. So just an FYI, when it was two for one, they literally meant two for ones. Like it it was like heaven. And then we met a former D one and D three, Andy three assistant coach, who by the way, outstanding. It was a very fun (laughs) Friday night. I would highly suggest the company and the food. Um, however, after drinking, you know, some, we'll say, uh, Diet Cokes at dinner, <laughs> uh, do not go to the casino. Well, caveat, don't go to the go. casino and give Brady $200 to burn because that's basically what happened. Eric <laughs> and did not. Might as well let that 200 on fire <laughs> for being Eric went uh, home. Eric went I home. Think Eric had to get up. <laughs> For a North Carton 15U 8 a.m. game. So Eric went. And, ge- and guess who did too? Guess who was there too? Brady. Exactly. Can't say the same for Mason. He he was feeling it. Those Diet Cokes really got to him. He had to. Yeah, I, I had too much sugar. <laughs> what am I trying to think? Uh, I got there with a little time left in, in those 8 o'clock games. Uh, there was no one I wanted to watch. Okay. I, have uh, a I didn't question. want to watch Starting start again. I have, I have a question for both of you. Who, I don't know how to put this. Who, who raised their This means stuff? Eric doesn't, this, this, hang on, before this, when <laughs> Eric says, oh, I don't know how to put this, this generally means, how do I not piss anyone off? <laughs> <laughs> who was there, and I know we had like breakouts, stuff like that. Was there anyone who raised their recruiting stock that you maybe didn't see them raising it to the level they raised it to? Are you talking about over the entire summer? Correct. Or... Correct. I don't even understand the question. Yeah, I feel like... Like, is there someone that, like, caught you off guard how much they improved? Who raised... Who breathed? Yeah, mine's easy. El... Yeah, mine's, mine's easy. Ellie Muller. Oh, okay. Huh. Oh, we're just going to throw it right at me then, huh? Yeah. Um, um, let me think. If yeah, I'm looking... And, and I will say, so... so I, I'll give some Brady some time, but I'll expand a little bit on why I thought it was Ellie. Um, you know, she didn't play a ton um, in the spring, um, just for some various reasons. And so she kind of came back and, and wasn't on that ninth UIBL team, I don't believe. But then, you know, kind of got back in the groove of things. And then once she, um, you know, started playing with that ninth grade UIBL team um, this year, you know, it really, really took off. Um, and, you know, she's always kind of been, you know, I had just personally always believed that she would have ended up going and playing volleyball in college. So I didn't think that she'd put, you know, the time and effort into, you know, playing a, uh, basketball, you know, obviously I knew she'd play AAU basketball and, and has, but I didn't know, you know, what the level of effort of, uh, you know, she put into it because a lot of those multi-sport, you know, kids, can't really focus on you know one sport where now i think ellie is starting to uh focus more on basketball i believe um so i think that surprised me the most um only because one she didn't really play much in the spring 
and, and two, because I just wasn't really expecting it because like I had mentioned, like I thought she was going to be a kid that, you know, probably would have pursued um, volleyball stereotypically in Iowa, um, you know, as a good six, one, six, two kid. Um, generally those kids end up pursuing volleyball at the next level. Uh, so when I saw her for the first time two years ago, searched her on Twitter, saw something about volleyball nationals was the first thing on Twitter. I was like, okay, volleyball kid. However, I don't think that's going to be the case. So that's why she was my most, however you worded it, most unseen breakout stock riser kid. Um, well, uh, I feel like I have enough time now, and I think I'm just gonna answer it with a kid like Mason, uh, like Mason's who he talked about before, and and, and mine's gonna be Caitlin McGinnis. Um, you know, I kind of had her as like a a low major kid, um, coming into the summer, um, is kind of where I kind of where I thought she'd end up. I mean, again, not like the, not like a bad high school season by any means, not like a a bad uh, tw- uh not bad 2022 AU season by any means, or even her freshman year by any means. But I think there was just something different about her. I don't know if it was the confidence, um, or if it was just her kind of. I don't even know what it was, but she just looked miles better than I ever. I remember her playing and you know that flight team ended up her 25 flight team who was kind of uh picked apart a little bit with kids leaving and you know a lot of just different stuff happening between the first month of AAU to the second and you know nothing really changed for her um she was always one of the best kids on that team this year I mean she was pretty consistently um dominant basically and in relative to you know the kids that she was playing with um every time that that team uh seemed like you know they were either lacking some kind of offensive punch, she would just either pop up for a three um, or she would just attack the rim and just get either this little pull-up jumper or get all the way to the rim for a layup. Um, I thought that she's been unbelievable. Um, I know that there was people um, that were asking me kind of about what I thought of the Wisconsin offer that she got just because they hadn't really thought of her as that level of kid because she hadn't really played at that level. Um, but I think that Wisconsin got out early on a kid who um, is probably going to be one of the better kids in that class, at least in Wisconsin. Um, and just with her ability to shoot the ball and space the floor. And, you know, she's also a kind of a combo kid who can handle handle it a little bit off the, uh, off the catch. Um, she can do some really nice things in the mid-range area. She can get to the rim. She's tough. Um, she's a kid who puts in a ton of work on, you know, on her own. So I think if there's anyone who is kind of, surprised me the most it'd probably be her um mainly because I honestly had no idea that she was capable of what she was doing this summer and I know Mason talked about her after boo on this podcast and I talked about her after Nike Nationals and you know I I I believe there was some discourse before that we've had on this podcast about her but I mean I if you would have told me that she had been this level of kid in March um uh, I would not have believed you so I'd have to say her over anyone else and I honestly don't think it's particularly close well, I still don't think you really believe me after I told you a boo. I didn't. Either. I, I was didn't. Like, Brady, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I was like, I, Brady, I swear, this Kayla McGinnis girl, she's going to be good. Yeah. No, I, I'm I glad was, that and, you, you, know, you started to see it as well. Yeah. And I think for her, too, um, if she can, one, um, this is going to go into a little more high school stuff just for a quick second here. Um, if she can play like how she has been playing in UIBL in high school, I think Kimberly is a sleeper pick for a Division One state title this year. Um, because Ooh, I've seen a, yeah, I, I think they're a sleeper in the FBA, even with Nina and Hortonville there. Um, they went to the sectional final as a seven seed last year, but if Caitlin McGinnis is the kid that we've been seeing this summer, um, that's a kid who's going to be one of the best kids in that conference with a kid like Ali Isabel. 
Like she's going to be up there with that level of kid if she keeps playing like that. And I hope she does because that makes everything more fun when um, you have, you know, three kids like three kids like that. If Caitlin's that level, um, then you have Rainey Wilson playing. You got Ali Isabel playing. All of them are basically they're All of them are going to play each other twice in the FBA next year. So I'm rooting for it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, again, don't think it was particularly close after I put a minor amount of thought into it. What do you got, Eric? Uh, you got to answer your What about question? you, Eric? <laughs> okay. The one that I would say surprised me because, and I'm going to, I'll clarify. I didn't, not that I didn't think she was good, but it was, she was better on one end of the floor. And that was Tori McKinney. Granted, she's coming, mm-hmm. she was coming off of an injury riddled high school season. So we didn't really know what we were going to get. And she'd always been, known as a defender like her but her offense typically was off steals or you know cuts or you know kind of motions or baskets set up by her defense and especially at EYBL she, it, I even remember looking at Brady I'm like who was this Tori McKinney because she was an <laughs> offensive weapon she was almost automatic from three if she got a look from three like and I've never really not only seen her take them, but she was hunting them. Like she was calling for the ball when she was open from out there. And so her, because she's been an elite defender for years, even coming back from an injury, she's been an elite defender. But her adding that where she's a two-way player, where now she's scoring in just a normal half court, while also still being, you know, that player is willing to take multiple charges until she gets her head hit on the floor, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I was very pleasantly surprised to see, the level that Tori was on both sides of the ball instead of just being elite one side and kind of maybe just here and there on the offensive side. And I think kind of similar to what Brady was saying in terms of high school, if she can provide a consistent knockdown outside shot, knockdown offense, if she's giving Minnetonka 12 to even upwards of 18 points per game along with Crump and Linnell and the what they all have going on there, that's going to be really good for Minnetonka's chance of that, you know, pushing into the state, getting the state winning, pushing for a title. But I said, so that was the one, and I think she caught coach's eyes in terms of, because if you can already play defense at an elite level with long, lanky, athletic, active, high motor, and then you add on top of that, oh, she can hit three. She can, you know, go to the basket. She's someone who can maybe hand. I think maybe that's her next step is kind of learning to create off the bounce, maybe into a pull-up jumper, getting all the way to the basket off the bounce. Um, but very impressed with Tori McKinney. I would assume I'd be very surprised if she's not a power five kid, unless she has a school that's not power five that she's in love with. But if she wants to be power five, I would see no reason why Tori McKinney could not be power five. Yeah, and just to add to that real quick, I had a couple coaches uh, at various levels of Division One ask me why, like, not really why, but, like, kind of tell me that she has been playing extremely well and just kind of ask me about her. And, like, more so why hasn't she been playing this well before, you know, like last year or, you know, earlier in the AU season. Uh, but I I completely agree with Eric. And we, you know, when I was able to catch bits and pieces of them this weekend, you know, she I thought she played really well. I think, and this is once again coming from from what I've seen. High, well, I said she came off an injury high school season. Her season before that of high school and AAU, I think she's that kid that's always like she was always told like you're a defender, so just work on defense and the rest will happen. 
I don't think she was ever kind of encouraged to look for her own shots. I, I think she was always around other talented players. So she always just kind of felt like, well, I'll just do my part in terms of defense and let everyone else take the scoring thing. So it was it was good to see her understand that, especially that North Harden team, they needed the offense. They need, you know, if people are going to, you know, sag in for a crump or Madden drive or focus on Rainey and Madden out on the, uh, you know, that she was likely going to have more openings. And so it was good for her to understand that. I'm, I said, I'm very excited to see what AAU or high school season looks like for her. It, it's another situation. I mean, granted, she played with the main person she'll play with in high school with Aaliyah Crump. So she knows how to kind of play off her. But if she can provide that Robin to the Batman, that's going to do wonders for the chances of Minnetonka. Well, is there anything else that you guys have uh, super pertinent things that you either want to ask or, or share with the class, I I guess uh, is a way to put it? Or not, is this, um, not this time. There is one thing that I know Brady and, and Eric and I talked about uh, this weekend and this past week. Mm. Is this, is this I where I think it's like going? I, it is where you think it's going, but I'm going to save it for a rainy day. And, okay. and not <laughs> not destroy reputations yet uh currently yeah yeah i mean give it a couple of weeks we gotta <laughs> at least make episode 30 or something. something about brady because my reputation pretty much in the garbage so <laughs> depends yeah. who you ask some people say it's in yeah. the trash some people love you <laughs> even the people that love depends me on who you're affiliated with. In the garbage <laughs> well your your reputation has been a stock riser this spring and summer it's an aau stock riser for sure um, number one others no <laughs> um well um there's a couple of things i just want to run by you guys so we can at least have this documented so people can yell at us if we don't do this um so before um july we had talked about doing like a q a thing um i don't know if you guys want to do that for next week's pod possibly if you want to put up like a google form or something um just for like just recruiting questions or just questions in general that people may have for, for us. I mean, granted, we're not, you know, with all seeing eye, um, but we can answer stuff as best we can. Um, is that something you guys want to do going into next week or would you want that kind of a little bit further out from AU? I mean, um, AU's done. I mean, Mason will have Memphis, so we maybe could do it the week after because Mason will have Memphis next week. Yeah. Let's, let's do the week after. Cause you know, we've not sure what next week will look like yet. So yeah, let's, okay, fair uh, enough. let's save that for like the middle, middle of August or something. Fair enough. And um, then the only other thing is, you know, we did talk briefly and I know uh, it was brought up to us in Minnesota too about the uh, the draft idea um, that we had. I don't know if you guys want to do that the week after or something, or even uh, I mean, we still got to figure out how to structure that too. Because <laughs> um, I'm not exactly sure what we're looking to do with that yet. I do like the idea though. I think it'll be fun. But uh, I, I think what know. we could do is if we're going to do like a team of 10, I think we have to have, I think we could come up with, so Mason's basically Iowa, Brady's Wisconsin, I'm Minnesota. How about like 15U, 16U, 17U, top 10 in the state, each and then we just put a list that's a list of six uh, 90. I mean 90 kids we get to draft from and we pick a team of 10. Okay. So my question is how will it work? Because in Minnesota versus Wisconsin versus Iowa, there are different oh, games. No, we could we could pick any we could pick any kid from the 90 kids. Like I could pick an Iowa kid if it's available, if I know of why that. do we have to limit it to 90? Just 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 everybody. 
Just throw everybody out. Every Everyone's human on the board. being that's ever played. Yeah, we can go every human being. That yeah, so actually, what I was thinking was it might be a little bit more fun and less, like, stepping on people's toes because they would feel, like, not left out. Um, it was, like, each week picking, you know, a certain number of players, you know, from the, just the three states that we're, we're from, um, technically. Um, and then... Mm-hmm. Once, like, so, Eric, if you pick, however it works, like, if you pick, you know, Madden the first week and correct Brady picks Rainey the first week and I pick, you know, Kylie the first week, sure, um, then you cannot use them the rest of the year. So it'll force us to, like, kind of think of it a little bit. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I think it's a well, I thought we science. Were, I thought we were doing like, like a t- nine or 10 person roster. And then we put our rosters up and have the fans vote for who they think would win the game. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I just said Mason's nine or 10 versus Eric's nine and 10 versus Brady's nine, and 10, which of this, these three teams is winning the like winning. Cause I know okay. we have to find a dice, not a coin, a dice or somehow to find out who gets to pick first. Then we also have to decide random.org. Then we that we do that. <laughs> then we have to decide though, are we doing like okay, let's say Mason goes first, Brady second, Eric third. Do we do Mason Brady, Eric, and then Eric Mason Brady? Do we do Yeah, it's got a snake. We gotta snake it. Yeah, it's got a snake. I mean, I know who my number one pick is. So unless y'all I'll go number, I'll even take third. I know who my number one pick is. Who who is your number one pick, Eric, and why is it Tori Orlin? <laughs> Tori McKinney would be a fantastic pick, number one. <laughs> Uh, I said it would be if I said, but if we have like Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, there, there's a lot of Wisconsin kids I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of Iowa kids. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm gonna put that team together. I'm, I'm gonna be a GM. Well, I've, already, I've already been a coach. Now I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now who my number one pick is, and yeah, it is I, going to be Tori Orline. Is it actually? <laughs> uh, it would be yes if I if I had number one pick. If if we're running this like fantasy like PPR. Uh, I got. Do I do I share who my number? I mean, do I have to share who my number one pick would be then? Adeline Shapley. Yeah. So no. then now, I no, can take absolutely her. not. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. I mean, I think it's the best kid of the three states. I mean, is there anyone debating that Ellie's Bell isn't the best kid? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. The gold medal okay. winner, Ellie's Bell. Is that? Does I have to say that now? All right. Is, so it looks like our first round is decided. So it doesn't matter who goes first. So I'll be, I'll, I'll pick third. I'll pick third. That's fine with me. Okay, you're gonna. Uh, pre- so this what so we're, gonna have, gra- we're gonna have a draft pick. episode coming up, and then team people are gonna have to vote on that roster. Well, we could probably do it next. I mean, granted, like, I mean, I'll be at like a. I think I'm gonna be at like this team thing, this high school team thing. But I think we'll probably have enough time to kill to do a draft too. So I guess we can. Next, we can week, figure it out. Draft, then. everyone, we doing the draft. All right. Well, um, is that is that it then? Or is that, that all we got this week, Mason? What you got? Well, well, I well, I'll just share. Um, I have nothing. I'm done. Well, I'm gonna share Brady's floor. Yeah, so I'm gonna share. Um, the uh, at least because I only want to say this like the minimal amount of time, seemingly possible. And I know a lot of people have reached out to me already just to kind of see how I was doing. Um, just from the tweet I put out, I know Mason and Eric kind of already know because I've talked to them. I'm gonna give it like the Cliff Notes version. They kind of know the whole thing, but. Oh, I'm going to give it like, again, the cliff notes. Um, But yeah, so essentially what had happened is I got a call from, from my mom in, in Iowa um, the first day of um, the fina- summer finale. And she was uh, just pretty much asked me to come home because something had happened to my dad. And, you know, it was long story short, he, he passed away um, pretty suddenly. So 
Um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of shock still. Um, so probably not gonna, I might not even be the one that posts this. I might just send the link to Tarek and, and Mason to, to tweet out. Um, just because, I mean, there's so many people I haven't gotten back to yet. Um, and it, like, I, and I probably will tonight because I'm saying this. So I'll probably have to, you know, start doing that tonight. But yeah, I mean, I, I obviously thank you to everyone who's, who's reached out. But yeah, obviously, super sun thing. Um, my mom and I had no idea this was coming. We were both out of town and, um, everything was fine when we left. And, you know, obviously when he came back, everything was not fine. So had to leave high early. And I, I, I know I don't need to do this. And I know Eric and Mason will both say, I don't need to do this. So I don't want you to say I needed, I, I don't need to do this. Um, but obviously like I, I really wanted to be there in, in Iowa. So sorry, I couldn't be there for the, for the rest of the tournament. Um, really was looking forward to it. Um, you know, sucks. I couldn't be there, but obviously bigger things, bigger fish had to be fried um still trying to get back to a sense of normal this is pretty much um step one to doing that is doing this pod um so obviously long road to recovery if there ever is such a thing as recovery from something like that so obviously thank you for all the thoughts and prayers and everyone that's reached out to me um and i promise i'll get back to you at some point um that point maybe a night maybe a week from now got no clue yet um but yeah thank you for doing that um we'll still be doing this puppy um and you know obviously I'm sure people ask me about about that at some point and I'll have to share it, but I just want to do it now just so everyone at least to listen to this don't have to, you know, ask me back. I don't want to share it as, you know, pretty much every time someone asks, but just so uh, just so you all know, um, sucks I couldn't be there. Um, it happens. I got all the tears out when I was calling my friends about it uh, before. So I'm, I'm doing a better job uh, keeping it, uh, keeping it, uh, keeping it a little, uh, keeping it inside now. Um, but yeah, appreciate all the thoughts and everything and, you know, if you stayed through to listen to this, appreciate it because I know this was a little bit off the rails again, and they probably will be till the high school season starts starts up again. But uh, appreciate y'all listening, and uh, hope y'all tune in next week. Hey, Cheyenne Jackson.